0: So I want to get started talking about portion control and I'm going to ask you a fun little quiz. Okay. Ready? It is four questions. It's true or false. So it's pretty easy. I think you can handle true or false, right? I used to be a teacher, so I try to make it simple. I want everyone to participate. So number one, true or false? Answer this question for you. I have an off switch when it comes to eating. True or false? be brave. Share in the comments. Uh, For me, I want to tell you that I do not have an off switch. So for me, my answer would be false. Now, I realize that's a little embarrassing, but this is who I am. Um, Some people in my family, I notice are like that, Um, my relatives, and other people are not like that in my family. So I feel like it's almost uh, genetic. That's just my guess anyway. I'd be curious to know if there's people in your family, blood relatives that you can see have the same issue, if that's one of your hot buttons. For me, I remember going to the movie theater when I was a very large person, when I could barely fit in the seat and I weighed almost 300 pounds and I would get the extra large um, buttered popcorn. And of course, I would have them stop halfway when they're putting the popcorn in and add more butter and then put more in. I could eat all of that before the movie even started and go get a refill and eat that whole thing during the movie theater, uh, during the movie. And I could eat candy and soda and whatever else I brought. And I wouldn't feel full. Maybe after like the second refill at the end, maybe a little bit. But honestly, that's a lot of food. And that's just who I am. I think uh, Dirty Lazy Keto for me, it's helped me to regulate my off switch. Yes, I'm eating foods that are higher in fat, higher in protein, lower in carb, and lots of more fibrous, healthy vegetables, low carb, cruciferous vegetables. And that whole strategy combined helps me to feel fuller for longer periods of time. It forces my body almost in a way to not have that up and down feeling where I'm just ravenous. Um, when I ate carbs, like simple carbs, like popcorn, I could just eat forever. It was like there was no end in sight. I could eat a couple of bagels in a row and not, and still feel hungry. I always thought that was so weird. Like I'd go to places like Panera and have like their Thai crunch salad and I'd have a fresh bread with it. And then I'd also get a dozen or two bagels you know, for the family. And I eat a couple on the way home that it just didn't even fill me up. And then I was ready to eat again, you know, half hour later. So if you don't have a off switch and portion control can be an issue then for people like us, uh, dirty, lazy keto foods can be a real solution to you. So again, it's the higher fat foods that are also moderate in protein, but very low in carb. The key is, though, the fiber, getting in that high fiber with the vegetables, that wonderful combination, it can help monitor that, you know, broken off switch, if you're like me. You ready for number two? Number two, there are certain foods, answer for yourself, true or false, there are certain foods where I lose control. True or false, there are certain foods where I lose control true or false? Answer in the comments if you feel comfortable sharing and you can even say what foods those are. For me, I'm going to say true. (laughs) True, there are definitely some foods where I lose control. Even though I am the author of Dirty Lazy Keto and I'm here on the videos and I'm trying to help others live the same low-carb lifestyle that I lead, there are still foods for me that I have a lot of trouble controlling myself around. Now, the key is that I've become aware of that and I have put some strategies in place. That way, it's not some crazy free-for-all every time I see this certain food, like, Stephanie, Stephanie calling my name. Uh, Some examples of foods that I struggle with are um, low-carb ice cream. This is a tough one for me. Who opens those containers and has like, half cup serving, not me. I really have a hard time around the pints. Um, another one I've struggled with lately. I think I've put it in here. Actually, I was hiding it for myself. So I may not have even put it in here in my show and tell bucket. Um, but chocolate chips. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> lately I am obsessed with sugar-free chocolate chips. I'm eating them constantly. I organized my baking in my garage. I'm um, sorry. my, kitchen area, my baking area in the kitchen. blah, blah, And I decanted all my packaging into these cute little containers. So they're see-through. So I can see things better when I'm cooking. And I can see the chocolate chips. And they're like this. (laughs) They're like calling my name. Every time I walk by, They, Stephanie, would you like some chocolate chips? And I keep eating them like all day long. So that's becoming like a real trigger food for me. Baked goods in general are a little tricky for me to be around, I'll be honest. And I always share that in the Dirty Lazy Keto Cookbooks. There are certain desserts for me that are a struggle. So even though they're lower in net carb, even though I've stripped out the flour, the white flour, I've stripped out the sugars, I've made it as low carb as possible. Some of these I can't stop eating. I can't be alone. So let me know if you are struggling as well and what foods you're struggling with. Uh, Number three, there's four questions, and then the fourth one will have show and tell. So number three, uh, true or false, you can eat as much keto foods as you want and still lose weight. That is a big question. True or false, you can eat as much keto or dirty, lazy keto foods as you want and still lose weight true or false what's the answer to you um for me i think it can be both that was like a trick question (laughs) it was a little tricky um i think you can eat so many dirty lazy keto foods you can still gain weight i think that can happen would you agree with me i see it all the time people are like well i made the cookies I made the peanut butter pie that you recommended. I ate the whole thing. And I'm like, well, well, you know, there you go. I think you already answered your question. Um, Just because something is low carb or keto or dirty, lazy keto, I don't think it's a free for all necessarily where you can just eat as much as you want. I think you'll gain weight if you approach keto in that way. Um, But on the flip side, I think that when you have your daily carb spend, whatever that is for you, everyone has a different number, right? According to how old you are, your gender, uh, how active you are, your age, your hormone level, a lot of things play into that. But when you have your quote unquote carb spend, you can choose to spend those carbs how you want, right? Now for me, I choose to spend my carbs on a lot of low-carb vegetables, and I don't really keep track. I know that's controversial, but I eat a ton of vegetables, really as many as I want, and I don't monitor myself, even if that makes me go beyond or to the max of my daily carb spend. In my experience, eating too many vegetables, that was not my problem. That is not how I gained, you know, up to, you know, that's not what caused me to be up to 300 pounds. I never got really big as a person from eating vegetables. I got that way from eating cheeses and circus cookies and bagels. Like I'll be real. It was nothing to do with vegetables. So, you know, when I say yes and no, true and false to that question, I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on your situation. I'm eating a boatload of low-carb vegetables, kind of like excessive amounts, if you will. And I'm doing pretty good. And I don't monitor that. But at the same time, I'm very conscientious of net carbs that I am spending on things like dairy, on um, low-carb breads, tortillas, Um things of that nature, nuts. I'm very, very, very aware and judicious with my carb spend. Um, That way I don't put on weight and I'm able to maintain the 140 pound weight loss. Last question, then we're gonna do show and tell. This is question four, if you're keeping track. True or false? You must weigh and measure everything you eat in order to lose weight. What do you think about that one? Do you have to weigh and measure everything you eat to lose weight? I think that goes back to a lot of us, back to our old days, like back in the 80s. If you did Weight Watchers or, um, I don't know, Jenny Craig, some of those programs that a lot of us did back in the good old days in the 80s, 90s, Fat and Fiber Plan. Do you remember all that stuff? I sure do, but I'm kind of scarred for life from that. I bet some of you are as well, where we had to weigh everything and measure and bit a bit a bit. I mean, the truth is, I don't think you need to do that. Um, that's the part of lazy keto that I love. Yes, you can kind of take advantage of it, which can cause you trouble. You know who you are if that's you. Um, But in reality, you don't have to be so perfect to be successful with weight loss. You don't have to measure every single thing. You can start to eyeball it. And I want to give you some strategies about how I eyeball it and maybe some uh, things that you can reference in everyday life. That way you're not feeling like a crazy person, like with your food scale out and, you know, counting out your almonds and, you know, being kind of obsessive about it. I think there's a more relaxed approach where you can be just as successful. You can still lose weight as long as you're being honest with yourself. That's the hardest part, right? That's the sneaky part is the being honest with yourself. And I get that. So if that's your issue, that that's totally something else. Um, But in terms of just developing some casual eyeballing strategies, that is something I want to help you with. And that's where I'm going to go today with the show and tell. So I have a bunch of things here to show you. I was talking a little bit about nuts earlier, right? Like this is a definite scary situation for me at my house. (laughs) Look at it, it's like one pound, two and a half pounds of nuts, just sitting there calling my name. This is a little tricky. So for me, I need to break this up into um, a more manageable portion control. Now, some of these are tricks that you probably I've heard about, but it's helpful to have a reminder. I keep these little disposable shot glasses. I get them from the dollar store and I keep this inside. And that way when I'm serving myself, serving quote unquote of nuts, which is approximately a small handful, which I will lie to myself and have a spilling handful that's overflowing. I can't do the small handful. So I need to have like a scoop of a shot glass. For me, this helps, okay? What do you do? Maybe you have a different idea of what could work. Um, Earlier, one of the, the questions that was asked is about protein. What is a serving of protein? I think this could help you. This is a mouse. And this is roughly the size of a serving of meat. So this is approximately three ounces of meat and you can think about your mouse as a size. You could also think about a deck of cards. These are about the same thing. So a mouse or a deck of cards is going to be what you're thinking about when you're serving yourself protein. Um, That's different from fish. Fish you get a little bit more. A fish uh, serving is about the size of your cell phone. So I consider that to be about six ounces of fish for a serving like of salmon. So think about your phone as being um, a good size portion of fish. Do you have to be perfect? Do you have to measure the outside of the... No, 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 no. We don't want you to do that. I want you to try to start trusting yourself. I think that's the beauty of Dirty Lazy Keto is over time, you'll start to develop more skills. And I always think this is what skinny people do. I didn't know these things growing up. I just ate too much of all the wrong stuff. Um, But other people, they know these things. They just inherently, I don't know who taught them. It wasn't me, not in my house. So those are a couple of strategies for you. Um, Another one is with regard to salad dressing. This here is a golf ball. And for me, this represents about a serving of salad dressing. So like ranch, Caesar, blue cheese. Um, a standard serving size, according to the label for the amount of carbs, the net carbs listed, is about two tablespoons. And the, roughly that's the size, just for you to eyeball it. You can be a little over, a little under. It's not going to kill you. Think about a golf size, a golf ball size. Is that helpful? I think it is. That's why I'm doing this, this podcast. Because we don't want to be walking around restaurants and kitchen with little teaspoons and tablespoons and scales all the time. It makes you feel crazy. Okay, what about a cup of veggies? Here's a fun trick. A baseball is approximately a cup of veggies. So like a cup of chopped um, broccoli, steamed, for example. Think about that as about the size of a baseball. Um, When you're thinking about fruit... Fruit is a tricky one, right? We don't want to go overboard on fruit because it can be higher in sugar, even though it's healthy. Uh, You still want to cut back or watch that amount of um, sugar that you're eating. And I think about a tennis ball. And a tennis ball is about the size of a half cup of fruit. So think about that. I know it's not too much, is it? But it's a nice visual. Uh, This one's kind of funny. A dice. We all have these growing up. But a dice is about a teaspoon of butter or oil. That is so small, really. A teaspoon? Think about that. That is super small. I know for me, I tend to use more of a tablespoon when I'm using my oils. Uh, So how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? Do you know the answer? Inquiring minds want to know. I think it's three. Three or four, isn't it? You tell me in the comments. Someone will correct me. But I just think about this as a teaspoon. Um, this one's kind of clever. This is a nine-volt battery. How many of you have even seen one of these before? Some of our younger viewers are like, what is that? <laughs> I used to have a calculator when I was little. It was a shape of an owl. Uh, did anyone else have that? And I had one of these inside. It was very special. Hard to find. But a 9-volt battery is about the size of one ounce of hard cheese. So think about that. That's about one ounce um, of, like, cheddar cheese, like if it was coming in a block. Another one-ounce trick, uh, people think about a match book, a box of little matches. That's about one ounce. Um, Not too many people have matches these days. So maybe thinking about the 9-volt battery might be easier. And I mentioned to you earlier, ice cream is really tough for me. Um, If it's served to me in a pint, I will want to eat the whole thing. Anyone else? Um, It's really hard to serve yourself a half cup of ice cream. Like, who does that? I don't know those people. They're not my friends. (laughs) So here is a trick for you. A light bulb is approximately a half cup. Now, I know light bulbs come in a variety of shapes and sizes, but think about like a small one. That would be a half cup. And that goes back to the lying part. We don't want to be lying to ourselves, like busting out this big giant light bulbs this big and going, "Oh, that's that's it." No, that's not it. I know, that's funny, right? So those are just some like visual examples I think that can help us when we're planning our serving sizes just using everyday household tricks. And I think you probably have some too, and I hope that you'll add more in the comments. And I have some more show and tell items. I have a whole other bucket here. So I'm going to go through these. And these are just some of my personal tips. These are just portion control tips, not about eyeballing or measuring, but these are ways, strategies that I use to help me monitor my portion control. So like, for example, I was talking about ice cream earlier, instead of buying the pints or having those on hand, I might only buy the ice cream bars that are on a stick that are already pre-portioned. Yes, I could eat 50 of those if I wanted to, but for me, knowing that it's over, knowing it's in the sleeve and the package, for me, that's worth the extra money and expense. Um, When you are out at restaurants, how many of you order an appetizer size? or a child size, or maybe you order a normal size entree, but then you ask for half of it to be put in a to-go container um, immediately, or you do that yourself. Um, I think that's a nice little trick, right? Either ordering a smaller amount of food, like an appetizer or child size menu, or a lunch size, or if you're going to do the full size, put half of it away, if that's something that you're wanting to do. For myself, I like to use a ton of Ziploc bags, specifically the snack size portion. It's funny, I used to always think, who buys those? But now I do. Because when there's foods like this in my house that are tricky, the nuts, like the two and a half pound nuts, you know, I won't go crazy with those, but I can't sit down with an open container. I need to either put them in Ziploc bags or... I need to spend a little extra at the grocery store and buy the pre-portioned, convenient size, travel, nuts, travel, whatever, portion sizes. And this comes for a lot of different foods, right? Not just nuts, but anytime there's a convenient size packaging and it's a trigger food, I recommend spending a little extra. Um, If yogurt, for example, is one of your issues and you'd see that you're eating way too much of it, and you're feeling a little out of control, spend a little extra and get the individual size cups of your yogurt. And that way, you know, when it's gone, it's gone. And they're not that much more, especially if you catch them on a sale. If you're not into the Ziplocs, because my daughter, she tells me they're horrible for the earth. um, You might want to do small Tupperwares and pre-portion out foods that are tricky for you. Like I mentioned earlier, chocolate chips, sugar-free chocolate chips are a struggle for me lately because I they're calling my name Stephanie. <laughs> so maybe what I should do, or as an idea, I could portion out some sugar-free chocolate chips in here and have a little bit every day. And that way I know these are for me, enjoy them, love them, but at least I'm not grabbing some every time I walk by. There's just certain foods I think that are worth a little extra money, you know, if you're enjoying cheese whips, wisps, or any kind of deliciousness of this nature, (laughs) go ahead and spend extra. If this doesn't bother you, then don't worry about it, you can get the big bags. But even peanut butter, I know we've talked about this a lot in the group, even peanut butter for me, it's a two tablespoon serving, I can zip through so much peanut butter and do a lot of damage. So why not spend a little extra, get these cute little containers, and then you're good to go. Here's a couple more uh, nut butters, no sugar added. It's in a little pouch. And also chocolates or candies that are individually wrapped. Um, this is a high cocoa percentage. This is 72%, not that high. I'd probably go with the 85 or 90% of a higher quality chocolate. But having it in this little container for me, I'll, I'll eat one and be like, okay, that's enough. But if they're open and loose, I'll eat too many. Um, back in my uh, Weight Watcher days, they would always tell us, use a smaller plate, like a child-sized plate. Just switch all your plates to something a little bit smaller, if you want. That's an idea. Another idea, this one helps me a lot, is I use these um, clear glass bowls, and I've pre-measured it, so I know this is one cup. And this is all we use at my house. So it's like the standard, dish. And I know it's one cup, so I never have to measure anything. I know it's a cup. I can do half a cup, two thirds, three fourths, and just kind of eyeball it. Now this one will make you laugh. This is from a restaurant. I accidentally took it. <laughs> I accidentally put it in my to-go container for my salad. But you know restaurants um, will put your salad dressing in these cutesy little containers? I measured this because I was curious how much is in here. Um, it's a quarter cup. I know, right? It's four tablespoons is a quarter cup is what is in these. And I have a few different ones that I accidentally borrowed from restaurants and they're all the same. So know that, that when you're at a restaurant and they hand you one of these, it's probably double the serving size as what the bottle says. Like a bottle of Caesar dressing is two tablespoons. If a restaurant gives you one of these, that's four. So you need to double the amount of net carbs you're eating. And then. I mentioned to you about vegetables specifically. I think that's probably my take-home point: is that you know, having vegetables in little individual serving sizes, eating just a tad bit of vegetables. That's not what I do. I eat a boatload of vegetables. <laughs> like I bought this five-pound bag of um, broccoli and chopped it up and added it to cabbage and made a my own Thai crunch salad, which is a recipe in. Uh, The Dirty Lazy Keto No Time to Cook Cookbook. Um, I feel like if I eat a lot, a lot, a lot of vegetables, then there's not much room left over for me to get in trouble. It's like filler. And as always, if you have trouble, if vegetables are your issue, know that in all the Dirty Lazy Keto cookbooks, there's three of them now. Ta-da! All of them have tons of side dish recipes and vegetable recipes to help you along. Because I I think if you use fat to make vegetables taste better, um, you'll be more likely to eat them. That's my trick. I'm sticking with it. So hopefully some of these portion control tips helped you today. I hope um, that we'll continue the conversation. I don't think I have all the answers, but definitely there's some ideas here. And if we can all share in the comments what you're doing differently, I think that we can learn from one another and help one another uh, because we're in this together. It's not easy sometimes. And we need to share and not be embarrassed. I think we have to get rid of that shame and blame and guilt that a lot of us feel around overeating, around struggling with our weight. No one's ever going to get out of this hole unless we start talking about it. Otherwise, we're just going to eat ourselves into, you know, a diabetic coma. And I don't want that for you or any of your loved ones. I want you to be able to feel good about yourself and feel healthy and strong and active. And we've we've just got to start talking and not be so ashamed. And that's my goal with Dirty Lazy Keto is to help you one carb at a time. I'm going to cry. I just wanted to say thank you for listening. I appreciate your support. This is a community, Dirty Lazy Keto, we have to help each other. We're in this together, my friends. It's not easy, is it? We got to support one another. So if you found today's video to be helpful, please give it a thumbs up, leave a comment, and then subscribe to the Dirty Lazy Keto YouTube channel. Turn on your notifications so you'll never miss an update. You can also find me on Instagram at Dirty Lazy Keto. And for more information about any of my support groups or any of my books, you can always go to dirtylazyketo.com for more information. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help. I know you can do it. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks so much for listening and for being part of the Dirty Lazy Keto community. I'm here to support you. I am here to help. Would you like to be notified when a new episode drops? Sign up for my free newsletter so we can keep in touch enter your email at dirtylazyketo.com and I'll just send you quick notifications when something new is going on. My newsletters are free, of course, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Do me a favor, tell a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Dirty Lazy Keto podcast. I believe in you, my friend. I know you can do this. See you next week, keto superstars.